0: Can Mike Oresko, the commissioner of the AAC, and we're going to be very clear there because we're going to be talking both AAC and ACC today, but can he get his conference that autonomous five... What's up, everybody? It's Trey Smith with College Game Time back with another YouTube video. But before I get into it, I also want to say this is the first official episode of the College Game Time podcast as well. If you're watching on YouTube, you're thinking, what are you talking about? You have hundreds of videos already. Correct. But today I'm officially launching a podcast as well. So all the content, not all the content, but the daily shows that I'm going to be doing and continue doing will also be available on Spotify, Apple, all the other podcasting platforms. And I'll make sure I get the links in the, in the, you know, down in the description once I have all that set up. But um, uh, today we are going to get into more Realignment Madness. Uh, can Mike Oresko, the commissioner of the AAC, and we're going to be very clear there because we're going to be talking both AAC and ACC today, but can he get his conference that autonomous five status? I want to dive into that. I want to look at some of the rumors and some of the reports that are coming out today that are very similar to the video I posted two days ago that I think is about to hit 15,000 views. So thank you all uh, who watched that and who are engaging in that. It's one of the top, uh, videos on this YouTube channel. Um, and then if you're listening on Spotify or, or Apple or anything like that, head on over to the college game time, YouTube channel and, um, you know, give us a subscribe and come be a part of what we're doing over there as well. So let's look into this now. Um, so on three reported that the AAC, this was earlier today, that the AAC was reaching out to the remaining PAC schools. And if you remember a couple of days ago, I just made a video laying out an entire, I had graphics, which I'll have some more graphics uh, today as well if those of you watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll describe what I'm, what I'm looking at if you're listening right now. Um, but kind of laying out this scenario of what it would look like with Washington State, Cal, Stanford and Oregon State going to the American Athletic. Talked about the clause in the American Athletics media deal right now that allows them to, uh, uh, they can exercise it to renegotiate the terms if the conference were to become more valuable, which you would have to think adding four or even two Power Five teams, that's going to make your conference more valuable. So we talked about some of the revenue. Uh, 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 impacts of that for the American Athletic. We talked about the exposure, impact, and um, a couple of other things. So if you haven't watched that video, I'd encourage you to go do it. But we're going to kind of be referencing some of that today because reports are now coming out that there's conversations happening. So earlier today we had, or depending on when you're listening to this, it may, if you're listening on, a t- on Tuesday, it was yesterday. But as of recording this video, recording this podcast, earlier today, On3 reported that... Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and um, Washington State, the the AAC was, you know, there was interest there, they were were entertaining, they were engaging in conversations or talks or whatever, um, um, feeling that out. Well then, later on, Pete Thamel and I think the Athletic, someone from the Athletic reported that there's a lot of heat. Right now, and a lot of smoke around Stanford and Cal going to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. So, here's my first thought Is this all a smokescreen for something else? Because it also was like circulating on Twitter that Cal has a board meeting set up to discuss, I believe, their membership in the Pac 12 uh, tomorrow morning. So let's try to break this down. Let's start with Stanford and Cal going to the ACC, going all the way to the other side of the country and joining the conference. A couple of things we have to look at here. First off, does this mean that the ACC is, is, realizing they're probably about to get raided by the SEC as the SEC responds and reacts to what the Big Ten just did by adding Oregon and Washington. And maybe the Big Ten's not done, maybe, who knows? But I would think that with all the issues right now with Florida State in the ACC, and listen, I'm not super tapped into what's going on with the ACC, but I do know there's some issues with Florida State. I do know there's some issues with the grant of rights. And I do know that with the Big Ten making the moves they just made, it's probably got the SEC's ears perking up. And they've shown that with whoever they poach and whoever they look to expand with, they want to stay geographically sound. Well, Adding Clemson and Florida State does just that. It's a very easy, um, very easy for them geographically. So, from the ACC's perspective, I wonder okay, are they gearing up and preparing to lose some schools? And they're doing so by trying to bring in Cal and Stanford. Now, On that last video I just posted, I had some Cal fans engage with it, which I appreciate. You brought some insight to that discussion, and if you're watching this one, I hope you'll continue to engage in that. But one, I don't have it in front of me, but someone brought to my attention that there's a significant stadium debt, and that it's kind of like they're playing in a money pit right now, and... I don't know, maybe the ACC could work something out financially to help both their travel expenses and whatever this debt is, this payment that they have to make. Um, I'm just, Cal is just not making sense to me in the ACC. Really, neither one of them do, but I'm going to talk about why Stanford makes a little bit more sense to me. But with Cal, I'm wondering, is this all, is this, is it, is it, is it more of a package deal? Like the ACC actually wants Stanford and Cal, they're just bringing as a part of that to sort of keep that rivalry intact. And I don't know, maybe they are trying to expand out West with this craziness that's happening in, in this this round of realignment and really the last couple of years. years. Well, let's talk about Stanford. So there's a little bit of an X factor that I want to get into with Stanford, and that's Apple TV. First off, if Stanford officially leaves the pack to go to the ACC or even the AAC, whatever, does that immediately kill the Apple deal—that's that—that if it's not already dead, would that put a dagger through the heart of any deal between the Pac-12 and Apple TV? Two. That's the first thing. The second thing is—is is would the ACC be looking to do some sort of—I don't know contract deal with apple tv and bringing stanford in is sort of a longer term move to initiate that relationship obviously apple and stanford are very linked closely linked together both right there silicon valley the studio all all, a lot of things so my my question is is the acc possibly looking at exploring some of these different opportunities that Apple TV is trying to bring to the table as far as getting into college football that has essentially failed with the pack, but maybe they're bringing in Stanford as a way to try to open up that door. The other thing I'm wondering is, is the ACC bringing Stanford in also in hopes of roping in Notre Dame football, okay, because... There's always been that link between Stanford and Notre Dame. And that was one of the things where a lot of smoke, when when, when there was smoke around Stanford joining the Big Ten or the Big Ten trying to poach Stanford, it was a way of trying to get Notre Dame in as well. So from the ACC's perspective, is the move going, okay, if we could get Stanford and we package it with Cal, we can absorb whatever we may be getting ready to lose to the SEC or whoever, and then we expand out west, we open up a door with Apple TV, possibly not necessarily looking at doing what the pack was doing because we see how that went. But looking at exploring some of the the, the future, futuristic, forward thinking, creative thinking uh, types of, 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 of uh, you know, streaming options that they have. I don't know. But that, that's the only thing I can think of that would really make sense with Stanford and Cal for that matter, going to the ACC. Because outside of that, like, I don't get it. I don't know how they're gonna afford it. I don't know how they're gonna do the scheduling. I, I mean, I am absolutely clueless. So um, yeah, what are the payouts? So someone help me on that. If you have some, some more information or some other thoughts on like, what is the benefit, what is to gain by Stanford and Cal going to the ACC. Well, I guess if it's gonna be a power five media payout, that's something to gain, but how much of that is absorbed for travel costs, but, you know, beats whatever else they may have on the table right now. And then what is the ACC thinking? Do you feel like maybe they're, they're gearing up to lose some schools with all the stuff that's happening with Florida State, and then Clemson constantly being linked to the SEC, North Carolina even, I know North Carolina and Virginia were hot on the big tens radar. And I know that wasn't like supposed to happen anytime soon, but neither was Oregon and Washington. And look at how that's played out. So is this thing really about to start blowing up? Let me know what you think, but let's dive in now to this next piece. And that's the Oregon state, Washington state to the AAC. I want to revisit that because in theory, I made a whole case for how Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal could join the AAC, and it would make sense. And I put up the divisions. In fact, I'll put those up here in just a second if you're watching on YouTube as um, um, soon as I uh, find them. But, um, but, but if Stanford, and say let's say Stanford and Cal either stay independent or, or they go to the ACC, Oregon State and Washington State still need a landing place. And I know if you're a fan of one of those those, uh, teams, you're definitely hoping and still holding out hope for like the Big 12. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't blame you because that would be the best situation. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I think right now it's looking like Mountain West or American Athletic. And I've made a case for how the American Athletic would be the best fit, how I think it would benefit both the conference and the, and the teams, the institutions and I'm going to try and even expand on that, expound on that even further right now. So if Washington State and Oregon State were to come over just those two. So let's let's put Stanford and Cal off to the side cuz even on the last video a lot of you were commenting like, yo, uh <laughs> Washington State and Oregon State, you could see a world with that happening, but Stanford and Cal, uh-uh ain't happening. So fair enough. So let's pull up If you remember a couple days ago, here was the new look divisions, right? I had basically the four PAC schools, the Texas schools in Tulsa, and then you had the East over there, right? In fact, I saw a screenshot of this a couple of times floating around on Twitter. If you're going to screenshot it, that's fine, but just tag your boy, man, at I'm Trey Smith. So if we were to remove... Cal and Stanford from the equation, this is what we would have, okay? So now we basically got the Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana footprint combined with Oregon and Washington State. So we just bumped Tulane over and kept the East the same. We got two 18 divisions, right? This I believe right here that you're looking at on the screen, and if you're listening on spot on Spotify or one of the other platforms, basically I've got the West Division of uh, Oregon State, Washington State, all the Texas school, North Texas, SMU, UTSA, and Rice. Tulsa and Tulane on the west. The east, I've got Navy, Temple, ECU, Charlotte, Memphis, UAB, South Florida, and FAU. And yes, I'm only doing football right now because basketball doesn't really do divisions and most other sports don't either. So I know Wichita State's in there as well, but I'm just looking at this from a football standpoint as far as these divisions are concerned. I think this conference right here is enough to exercise that clause, as I said the other day, to start renegotiating a more lucrative deal. I also think this completely d- kills the pack and the AAC can now make a case for being one of the autonomous five conferences. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into that a little bit more in just a second, but if the American is able to pull this off, I think a longer-term play could be this, And if you're listening, I just pulled up another screen, another slide that has Air Force and Boise State in the west. We put Tulane back over on the east. And so now we've got Air Force, another service academy to go with Navy. We've got Oregon State, Washington State, Boise, Texas schools in Tulsa, and basically the same east division with Tulane over there. This is a pretty solid football conference here. And with the way the layout's going, listen, Power 5 is done. It's a Power 2. And then you could even say Power 3 uh, uh, when you you look at the Big 12's basketball product. But it's a Power 2 football world now. But that autonomous 5 status is key. So I'm going to pull this graphic down now. And let's talk about that, okay? Can, Can... Oregon State and Washington State joining the American. Can Oresco use that to elevate the AAC to autonomous five status, essentially replacing the PAC? Let's, let's talk about this autonomous five for a second, because you got to go back to 2015 to really understand what it is. Well, 2014 was when, I guess, legislation or whoever, the NCAA made the decision to set the PAC-12, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the ACC as the autonomous five, and... That gave them autonomy to make decisions collectively as it pertained mainly to how they're able to provide financial support for their student athletes. There were a lot of other things as well, but that was the key thing. Well, over the last couple of years, a lot of that's been rendered irrelevant with the NIL infrastructure or lack thereof. With the different NIL, there's, you know, as you go from state to state, the NIL laws are totally different. And then you have the NCAA trying to put its regulations in it. And then each school has its own set of regulations. And so that's kind of rendered a lot of the autonomous five stuff irrelevant because it's a whole new ballgame. Now, there's still some other things with rule changes and how to go about doing certain things in recruiting. And the G5 programs are able to adopt those same rules if they want to. It's just most of them can't afford it. And it was kind of this whole autonomous five thing was a way of the NCAA being able to wash their hands of some of the issues that they were dealing with, particularly with the Northwestern players that I think were actually filing a suit as it pertained to player compensation for name, image, and likeness, I believe. You'd have to fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was that Northwestern court case that that sort of triggered all this. But what it's really done At this point now, the autonomous five has become more of an issue of semantics. Because shortly after that happened, that's when we started really using this term power five. And even though the power five, as Mike Resco has stated, is a media developed term, it carries a lot of weight. With who? With recruits, with media outlets, so if the American Athletic Conference can now get itself in that autonomous five, even though it really isn't as meaningful from a practical standpoint as it was eight years ago, the fact that they would be able to refer to itself as a power five conference, that's going to help its institutions with recruiting. And that's also going to help with that media media So now not only have you increased yourself in value by adding new teams, but you've increased yourself in value from getting this label that really doesn't mean anything, but it does. Both in recruiting and with the media. And now you can exercise that clause to go get a better deal and pay these schools a lot more. And now all of a sudden, the American Athletic Conference is kind of hanging around as a auto five school. I'm not going to call it power five because the power five is done, as I've already said. So, and I put on that graphic, uh, I think, I, yeah, Boise State and Air Force as, as potential longer term. And I say longer term because the Mountain West, you know, the payout is just astronomical if you don't give, I think, what, the 27-month notice or whatever it is now Boise State I know would be the longest of the long shots because they've always gotten special treatment in whatever media negotiations the Mountain West has uh, going back to when they were with ESPN they always made sure Boise State got a little something extra I still don't believe it's near what the American Athletic could pay out but it might be enough to keep Boise. They seem to be very loyal to that conference, but you've also got Fresno State, Colorado State. You know, you could go poach two of those teams. I, I, I would like to see one of them being Air Force for that service academy piece. And, you know, along with Washington State, Oregon State, and really start to field a, a very competitive conference. Um, but the more short-term would be that, that second slide I showed where you just bring in Washington State, Oregon State. You bring Tulane over into the Western Division, keep the Eastern Division as is with minus Tulane. And now you've got, I believe, a product that you can renegotiate a better media deal. And I think Oresco could make a case to elevate his conference to auto five status, especially if the Pac-12 is dissolving, which if Stanford and Cal bolt either to the ACC or to simply go independent, And Oregon state and Washington state join the AAC or even the mountain West. That's going to kill the, 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 the pack. Um, And like I even said earlier, I mean, even if just Stanford leaves, that's probably going to kill that apple deal. So a lot there to, to unpack, but let me know some of your thoughts. Uh, You know, by the way, if you're new to this channel, also, I guess I should say, uh, the college game time channel. And now the college game time podcast, I basically cover all things, football, basketball, uh, of the American athletic and big 12 conferences, uh, may throw some razor back in there as well. So every now and then you may catch a little Arkansas something here and there, but it's, it's, it's base, mainly centered around the American athletic conference. I am a credentialed media member of the AAC. I've got some contacts inside that building. And, um, I'm also a big fan of the big 12 Uh, uh, basically kind of born and raised right in the heart of, of, of big 12 country. I'm I'm a Southwest conference guy at heart. Um, and and so that's why I'll also will bring in, bring in the Razorback content, uh, used to write for the Razorback, uh. Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site. Um, so anyways, I don't want to rabbit trail too much into all that, but just, I know I've had a lot of new viewers here lately and just give you a little bit of information about myself and kind of what the the vision and direction of this channel. And then now this podcast are headed. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can expect American Athletic and Big 12 content every single day uh, on this channel, on this show. And um, I'll try to keep it between... 18 to 26 minutes. I don't want to. I don't want to go. You know, obviously, for a lot of my my YouTube videos, I, I've kept it in that mid-form range of 10 to 15 minutes. I think with the podcast, I'm gonna try and go more 18 to 26, uh, depending on the day. Season gets going. If there's a lot to discuss, I might end up going up to you know, 30 minutes every now and then during the season, I am going to be doing some live stream play-by-play uh, videos, uh, for, for, you know, I haven't decided yet how I'm going to do that. I know for sure I'm going to do Notre Dame Navy week zero. And then from there, I don't know if I'm going to pick a, a big 12 game of the week and an AAC game of the week. Um, uh, so I, I, need to think that through, but if you know want to come over to the channel and, 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 and hear some play-by-play from yours, truly play-by-play Trey, um, you know, and, and, and whatever else, whatever other discussions we could have kind of just creating a community. We've had some great engagement on here. I appreciate everyone's input. Um, you know, especially even if you disagree with me now, if I, if I get a little salty, a little spicy with you, it's probably because you got a little spicy with me. Now I can handle it if you can handle it. So don't dish it out if you can't take it. Uh, but most of you that disagree, I mean, you know, we just, it's, it's, it's respectful conversation, which I'm all about. I'm all about debating. I'm all about disagreeing, agreeing to disagree, you know, but I'm also the type that if you're going to disagree with something I say, like have some substance as to why, like, let's actually have conversations. And then of course the, whatever communication happens amongst yourselves, but, uh, yeah. So That's going to conclude the first official episode of the College Game Time podcast and today's episode for the old YouTube channel. Uh, Once I get the links to Spotify, Apple, and all that good stuff, I'll make sure to put them in the description. And uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. That's it for me, Trey Smith, College Game Time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?